0: 3 4 the common counterpart. Hello, hello. Welcome to the common counterpart. I am your host Mark.
1: And I'm Josh again.
0: And you're also the host too.
1: I know. I was w- I was wondering when you were going to catch yourself.
0: I think that you you need to put you need to own it. Or i No one's gonna give you everything in this world. If you want to be a host, you better declare yourself a gosh dang host. <laughs> you like gosh dang.
1: I like the way that little Baco uh, accent. That little gosh dang. A little host gosh there. dang. I, I heard the banjos.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome to episode eleven.
1: Eleven. One one. My favorite number. Is it really?
0: Uh yeah. Really. Forward, backward, upside down. Same thing. What?
1: what that's a word. Uh. uh those oh, those yeah. words that they. Like
0: wow, her mom.
1: There you go. Yeah. I don't know
0: what they're called. Uh. But yeah, episode eleven. What's up, man? I'm surviving. What did I tell you yesterday? I asked you.
1: I don't know. What did you ask I asked me? As
0: if you were driving the struggle bus yesterday. <laughs>
1: okay. So, hey, uh, you, you know how Mondays. Was
0: <laughs> it wasn't Monday?
1: What, what was it? was Tuesday? It was literally just a Tuesday. Okay. So, that I guess that, that explains how bad it's been. Um, it's the weather, hot all day, and then it's cool in the evening. And I'm just, I'm struggling. I got my allergy medication, so I'm good.
0: You were on that struggle bus. Though. I
1: was. I was on it. Got put the puffy, itchy eyes, and
0: and if I notice it, that's saying something.
1: Yeah. Well, you're you you pay a lot of attention to me.
0: I think I'm always just looking for the next piece of ammo, and I gotta have it chambered and ready to go.
1: Right, which means insult. Yeah, I just yeah, don't,
0: yeah I don't want to be too far behind the curve.
1: But it, it keeps me humble, and I've got so much going for me. I completely understand why you feel. The need to take me down a notch.
0: Oh, salt of the earth. It's kind, uh-huh. of, it's kind mm-hmm. of my thing. <laughs> so, what do we got today? What do you want to talk about?
1: Hmm. How'd you feel about last
0: week? I felt good. You know what? Did you did you use all plastic materials after we left last week?
1: I I have actually been better at recycling, like real recycling. I, I check the little recycling number on my plastic, and I put it in the recycling bin, and I've. Uh, you know that sort of thing.
0: Do you sleep better at night? Uh, no, <laughs> I the turtles still, slept better.
1: The turtles did. The turtles slept better. Um, I did go to a restaurant though, and I am not a straw drinker. Are you?
0: I'm anti straw.
1: Okay, I am too. And uh, we, we went with the family, and we sh- we my my father in law said, "Hey, can we get some straws?" He's pro straw. You know, I don't know what his thing was. I don't know. Inter- or
0: is it there so he kind of feels the need? He he deserves it.
1: Maybe he knew the women. Because I guess with, oh. with lipstick, women yeah. prefer straws, right? For sure. Okay. I've never seen a guy... That, Have you ever seen him use a straw? N- no, but I can say I've never seen a guy drink from a straw and look cool. cool. Or manly. Or manly. What about the little red ones? In the... In, the, the, in, in,
0: like, in like the half cups.
1: Uh, are those the sw- swizzle sticks? Yeah. The little but, stirs? But you
0: kind of put the ring finger on the side to kind of you know keep it away a little bit. I, I, a underst- little
1: cooler. I understand what they're trying to do. It doesn't change the fact that... It's impossible to look cool drinking from a straw.
0: What about a crazy straw?
1: Well, that changes everything. Especially if it's chocolate milk. Or if it goes the, the glasses that go around the eyeballs.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like, ever seen? Yeah, you put like the the <laughs> helmet on that holds the cans by your ears. Yeah, that's you look super cool.
1: No, no, I'm talking about one. It's it's an actual. It looks like glasses, and oh, it yeah, comes I think up I've out of the this. cup or behind your ear around your eyes, and so as you're drinking, the coldness swirls around your your face and then into your mouth.
0: That might be the 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 anecdote to the fresno heat
1: maybe maybe if some if someone makes them we would love a sponsor
0: (laughs) that would be a appropriate sponsor for this podcast absolutely anything and everything ridiculous
1: back to the straw uh the straws did come to the table not only plastic straws but plastic straws wrapped in plastic wrappers doubled up doubled up went all in so i uh, i i clumped i tied them all together to make sure that No, no turtle would be harmed.
0: I'm proud of you. Oh,
1: like you did, like you said, save the turtles. Save the turtles. Uh, But I will tell you, the ocean's a big place. So big, too big, too big to understand, right?
0: I mean, is it is it kind of (laughs) cocky? Like, like it's (laughs) like, like, listen, it's all me. Yeah. You guys can
1: have this little
0: part that Mm -hmm. just feels like it's so large, Uh like these land masses. But that's cute.
1: Yeah, because there's no way to get to every land mass via land. But you can get to every landmass via ocean.
0: And you can get to every ocean via ocean.
1: Via ocean. Which so being the the social science geography guy, is there an actual place in the ocean where one ocean starts and one ocean begins?
0: Well you've seen those like those videos and stuff where Not
1: real. I'm not real.
0: Did I say it was real? <laughs> I just said did you see those videos that people say when the oceans don't mix?
1: Yes, yes.
0: You're the debunker. That's why you're here.
1: That's, no, I, I, no I, I make you a little bit more honest. I, I make you relevant by being here. Got it. So fact of fiction, those are real. Uh, I'm going to go with not real as they're represented in the ocean.
0: So at, from a social science perspective— Everything on written on a map is just written on a map. There's nothing, it's all political. Right. They're that way because they say they're that way. Now, would it be awesome if we had like these massive, like, water world style forts that separate Uh-oh. like the Atlantic from the Pacific and you mm-hmm. have to launch over it in a jet ski? Yeah. yeah. That would be cool.
1: I would also appreciate it if. The or the in- water was a different color. That would be cool. I would also appreciate it, the colors of the states on the map. I would like for everything in that state to be that color. So if you're going to make California yellow on like that monochromatic map— monochromatic. Yes, I want, I want all the— Yes, and if Nevada's going to be pink, I want everything pink. It's
0: like your life is a sepia tone.
1: And you know exactly <laughs> when you cross the state, bor- state line. As
0: you change—as your shirt <laughs> changes colors as you go. Yeah, I mean, there's— <clears throat> I think when we think about the oceans, like, that's one reason why, like— Stopping and starting spot. That's why the horizon looks like it's so far away, mm-hmm. because you, you you can't pin it down. There's nothing that distinguishes a stop start. Right. So you look out on the ocean and you really can't see that far, but it's ridiculously far. Right. Right. Even with the best visibility, naked mm-hmm. eye yourself, like you're. That's so small. Right. Compared to what's out there.
1: Well, and for the, for the ocean to be as big as it is, uh, you and I have talked. The ocean isn't really big enough because there are parts of the ocean that seriously uh, uh, restrict our ability to get to and from places.
0: It's exactly like land. The Mm -hmm. exact same thing that's happening on land, which is different prices for real estate, which is this place is more desirable, more valuable. Mm -hmm. That ocean is literally worthless. There are those areas on land... That we can see, that we experience with houses and construction and roads and freeways and all those things, and then we also have the exact same thing that happens offshore. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in that world, if you don't live in that industry, then you just go on living every single day without understanding how busy it is. Right. You ever seen those <clears throat> maps that have all of the um, all of the tr- the trade routes and all of the ships on them at one time? And you, I think maybe I've see s-
1: I've seen that for airplanes.
0: Yeah, very similar. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that people, uh, because you look out in the ocean, you don't see anything. I legit think that some people have the understanding that there's, like, five boats out there. There and, isn't? And, like, a couple of Caribbean cruise liners, <laughs> and, like, you call it a day. And
1: then somebody on a makeshift raft coming out of Cuba. Yes. Yeah. And then pirate ships. By, by the way, legit pirates. We are going to do an episode on pirates. I love that because um, there, was a, there was an old Martin Short movie where uh, I think it was called Captain Ron – just cheesy movie, and uh, one of the scene. You know, one of the things was, hey, you got to be careful out here because of pirates. They're like, there's no such thing as pirates, and then like the Somalis Roll <laughs> show in. up, and yeah,
0: yeah. I was kind of inspired while doing research for this episode. I was like, we got to cover pirates. Mm-hmm. So misunderstood,
1: as as like vigilante misunderstood or
0: Captain Jack Sparrow misunderstood,
1: Robin Hood misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. okay. And
0: so we're going to cover that. Got it. But we are going to hang out in the ocean. Yeah. And I thought that what we would talk about today is just the transportation, the shipping, mm-hmm. the, the vastness of it, and really try and put into perspective the idea of how many things are moved on water. Right. Because it's so far removed from our brain. Mm-hmm. It's like things traveling through space. Like the amount of satellites that we have.
1: Or just space junk.
0: It, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly would venture there's three satellites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can see them in the night sky. Those are stars. No, they don't move that no, fast. No, I know.
0: I'm sort of being facetious. But I mean, there's thousands, no, right?
1: he really thought stars moved That's like that. That's not
0: true. Uh, there's so many satellites. There are. They don't interact with my life, so mm. I don't know and I don't see them. But
1: they do make your life possible. They make it better. Make I could live without them. By the way, people will get to hear this podcast because of satellites.
0: Okay, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> but I, when it comes to shipping, that is the most cost-effective way to move goods. Yes. Most people wouldn't think that. Right. Because it's it, they're the heaviest, mm-hmm. they're the largest, and you have so far to travel. But it is the absolute best way to move product from country to country.
1: Is there a speed limit in the ocean?
0: Like cops pulling you over? Well, just, I mean,
1: even— Truck drivers will tell you the speed limit is is X, but they got to get someplace before that. And so I, I've I've known some guys who said you keep two different books. And when the cop pulls you over, you show them one, but then you keep the legit book. So Smoking the Bandit, right? Yeah. He had to get from one part of the country to the other. I'm curious, if you're in a, a cargo ship, do you just open that bad boy up just full throttle?
0: That's a good question. Are you a Seinfeld guy or no? Yeah.
1: Yeah, just because everybody else was watching it. So
0: there's a, there's a joke that he makes when he's on an airplane, and he, he, the, the captain gets on the loudspeaker, and, and he goes, uh, you know, we're a little bit behind schedule, so we're going to go ahead and increase the speed to try and make up for lost time. <laughs> and he goes, why aren't you going as fast as you could possibly go at the beginning? <laughs> why do you have to, Why would you not gun it? Right? Exactly. Same thing with boats. Why would, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are safety precautions. I don't know. Uh, that is a world that I don't live in.
1: You know what I might do? Check it out. I might Google it.
0: Look up the speed limit of boats.
1: No, not okay. But um, you shared something with me a couple weeks ago that I, that a term I'd never heard before, and I try. I was trying to lead you into that.
0: You should have said, "I can't breathe," and I <laughs> Dude, said, "Oh, choke points." Too
1: soon. Too okay. That was soon.
0: actually unintentional, <laughs> and I'm super sorry. Choke points. Which Choke is, points. Which yes. Is a ter- which is a term that we use in human geography, and it's basically um, anywhere where. Anywhere in the world where you get this narrowing of a spot where where people are trying to get through. I mean, there are choke points everywhere, you know, and they usually we call these fire hazards. But there are choke points in the ocean um, that boats are moving their way through because it gives you somewhat of an advantage. And so you're going to go through the process, the hassle of going through that choke point. And it's all about being efficient. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact same way that shipping is thought about o- over the entire world in all different industries is it's the most efficient.
1: And so, uh, again, in doing some research, uh, up until just, what, 60, 70 years ago, um, most shipping was done in relatively smaller boats, I guess.
0: Yeah. And what's what's super interesting about how shipping has sort of evolved is that typically what we think, well, I guess maybe not always typically, but the invention will sort of dictate the way that we build things. Mm-hmm. And in, in this case, it's opposite. The way that we build things dictates what the boat looks like. Right. So the boats are being built to the specific dimensions that can fit through these different choke points.
1: Oh, I didn't realize and that. And
0: these channels. So for, for the longest time, and depending on the route, obviously, but for the longest time, the Panama Canal was the standard you would not see a boat that was larger than the lock that it had to travel through.
1: Which would make sense as to why they're so long.
0: Yes, and so narrow. And
1: so narrow, which doesn't seem like a great design.
0: Well, when you, well, especially when you're talking about you're trying to move as much cargo as you can. Mm-hmm. So these boats, I shouldn't, I, yeah.
1: Ships? Ships? I think ships are broken. ships. Yeah.
0: Boats sound like rowboats. Uh, when you think about these ships and you think about how much product is being moved— um, it has everything to do with how much it can carry and where it's going. So is it going through the Panama Canal? Now, if your route that yours is going to be going is not through the Panama Canal, then you can have a bigger boat. Right? Okay. So I like I want you to, I want you to think about the way that ships travel the same way that like a mailman travels. Like okay. the mailman's, like you know what sounds good today—the North Fresno route. I'm gonna go ahead and switch it up and go over there.
1: Mm-hmm. No,
0: every like these boats are doing the same exact route every single day. They, okay. y- you don't take a boat that's meant to go from the east coast to the west coast of the United States okay. and then all of a sudden send it to Asia.
1: So, like they all have specific purposes. So when you get a job as a, a cargo cargo ship captain, uh, it's on a boat and that boat goes from. Singapore to San Francisco. San Francisco, and that will be your career. And
0: that's your jam. Okay. It makes sense, though, too. Don't you want to You want to get really good and it's at efficient. navigating those waters, right? right? You don't want to keep switching things up on people. Yeah. And you get used to your, your boat, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, you don't want to change cars every time you have a new delivery. Like, you want to get used to what you're dealing with.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't mind changing cars.
0: I mean, you might eventually yeah. want to change ship. And I'm sure there's a ranking system. You can't just give mm-hmm. the rookie, you know— <clears throat> The Ever Given.
1: The Ever Given.
0: Which is the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal. (gasps) Nice. Nice transition. If you knew what the Ever Given was. That's okay. I mean, I'm kind of of a ship guy. Sort of what I do. No, I'm just kidding. I had to look up what it was called.
1: Ever Given.
0: So that's really what kind of sparked our interest in doing this. And I know it's a couple of weeks old, but I really wanted to let it kind of settle, die down, Mm -hmm.
1: before we really got into it. We also wanted it to get out.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's funny is as someone who teaches this for a living, like it melts my heart that people actually think about the Suez Canal. Does it now? Well, kind of, because it's like Are you crying? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, something in my eye. Okay. Uh, but you know, forever it was like the Panama Canal. It's yeah. like the Brad Pitt of canals, right? It's the one that everybody knows about. <laughs> and like, dude Where do you
1: get this? The poor
0: Suez is just sitting there like, bro, I'm moving
1: all the product. But Suez is a natural canal. Panama was a man made canal.
0: Well, they've careful now because they've adjusted the Suez. There's some work that goes into that. Right. Panama does not exist at all without the hands of people.
1: And the Suez Canal exists because of the hand of God
0: <laughs> plus people.
1: Plus people. Because we okay. got to make it wider. Got it. Yeah. Where is the Suez Canal?
0: So the Suez Canal, located off of Egypt, right? So if you think about the Mediterranean mm-hmm. and you're going to kind of work your way down mm-hmm. between Egypt and Saudi. You're going to kind of make it. Saudi. Your way. You guys want a first name? We're base. like, we're kind of like that. I homies. love it. Gosh. You know
1: how it is. Okay. I see it now. Yeah. Suez Canal. See, and I didn't, prior to talking with you, I didn't real. I always thought to myself, wouldn't that be cool if Africa broke off of uh, the, the Middle East and just like floated away? Because it, or... like
0: it, it looks like there's a crack. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, it is connected. You can yeah. still cross. Oh, you can. Yeah. But it's, when you think about, the movement of that, you're talking about connecting Europe now with Asia much faster. Yeah. Yes. That's the, huge, that's the huge pull for all this. So when we talk about choke points, one of the reasons why they exist is because it has somehow made life more efficient and has somehow made shipping easier, and global shipping especially. Now,
1: does a country or a company own a choke point?
0: It depends, and it depends okay. on where it is and what they're going to declare, because one thing, if we have time, I want to get into is what's happening with the Arctic Circle in Canada right now.
1: You, I, I, was, I was not informed That's that we the, were going to be a talking a about—
0: It's a segway, and we, I don't know if we're going to get there, so we're okay. going to try. So when, when we think about these canals, we're, we're, we're talking about shipping in its very early forms in terms of moving product, right? 1860s, Suez Canal, 1869, Panama Canal, 1914. So that's when these things are open. Okay. They are thought of as like shortcuts. Think of every kid. Like, why would I want to go around when I can go right through? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to be more efficient and be a little bit faster. And when we think about moving around the tip of South America, like that just takes way too long. And it takes it cuts off so much if we can just cut through Panama.
1: Can you remind me, what were the dates again?
0: 1869 for Suez. Okay. 1914 for Panama.
1: Are those at the heels of the European Industrial Revolution and the American Industrial Revolution?
0: No, they're more so on the heels of, we now have all of this stuff. Okay. Now it's time to go dominate. Got it. I mean, you're talking early 1900s was like some of the heyday for the United States. Mm -hmm. You got Teddy Roosevelt— Love him. Right? He wants to go out and do all these things. We make a shiesty deal. We get control of this land. We pick up exactly where France left off. Literally, France tries to build the Panama Canal first, mm-hmm. and they basically throw their hands up in the air, leave their shovels, leave their tractors exactly where they are, and they go home and pout.
1: And it seems like France does that a lot.
0: It's sort of kind of a misnomer, but it, it there are some examples that are pretty hard, too. Uh, Although maybe you would say that they, what they did was right, because... During the building of the Panama Canal, we lost over 5,000 workers to death. Right. All types of disease. Yeah. It's, Just, a, it's a nasty it, place. It, like, not, not Panama fun... is not in my top five countries to no. go visit.
1: No, no. The mosquitoes. It's terrible. Yeah, the diseases.
0: And, yeah. And so we lost a lot. But getting that, we are saving so
1: much money. Yeah, because South America is a huge piece of land to go around. Um. And for for those of us who, who, I mean, a lot of folks are going to think, well, why would I care about checkpoints? Or not checkpoints. Checkpoints. Chokepoints. Um, why would I care? Well, considering that almost everything we buy is coming from Amazon or eBay or some form of shipment, I mean, the wife and I just got some stuff thanks to uh, – Papa Joe's uh, Stimulus Check. Shout out. Bought some stuff.
0: Guess where it all came from? Not the United States. No,
1: not made not in the U.S. Manufactured
0: anymore. We do not anymore. We don't need to.
1: No. So take a guess where it came from. Just, just one guess. Just give it a um,
0: shot. Kazakhstan.
1: No, oh, you were so close. Dang
0: it. Southeast yeah. Asia.
1: Yeah. yeah. Came from China. And so, but here's what's crazy. I got it in two days.
0: <laughs> it's insane. Right. And I think that you know, One of the things to keep in mind is how efficient it is for us to do this, and we've talked about this before, the commodity chain of goods, whether it's clothing, whether it's consumer products. I mean, it is, it is cheaper for us to actually get the raw materials from our own home state, send them halfway around the world, have them made by somebody halfway around the world, send them back on a ship, and then resend them U.S. mail out to our clients Mm-hmm. than it is to actually just make it
1: in our own country. And I, I wish – because I'm more of a visual guy, but I completely followed your, your, your logic there. I wish people could can, can visualize that. How in the world do you actually save money by ship, 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 and you've saved money by not manufacturing it in your own state?
0: Well, I've read a couple different stories and and looked at it. Clothing's just the easiest one, fast fashion because people engage in it every day, right? Clothing's a thing for us. And so, looking at the breakdowns, I've seen a couple different numbers, but a t-shirt, the amount of material that goes into the amount of cost that's calculated that goes into shipping is like 6 cents. No. 6 cents to ship a a T-shirt,
1: but that's because of the volume.
0: The volume is huge. Yeah. So the volume that we're going to be, um, I want to introduce you guys to, is called TCU's.
1: TCU, total yeah. shipping unit.
0: Did I get it. Shipping's with an
1: S. T C. Oh, Texas Christian University.
0: You're so close. <sighs> One more guess.
1: Um. Try. Not. Uh, total, uh, compact unit. I don't know.
0: So think about how we ship. How do you ship goods?
1: Um, mail, box, total cardboard unit. Dude, come on.
0: Cardboard. You got it. (laughs) Container.
1: For those of you who don't know our relationship, Mark does this to me all the time. He makes me answer questions that he knows I don't know the answer to. It makes me frustrated. And then he wins total container unit. Containment unit, container unit, Tupperware unit.
0: I'm completely blanking right now.
1: Okay, well then le- let me share something with our peoples. Uh, a question was asked earlier about how fast do these cars go? Um, ships. What I call them? Cars. Dude, what's going on right now? I don't know.
0: we're falling apart right <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> Typically, uh, these these ships can go 16 to 25 knots which is approximately 30 to 45 kilometers an hour, which if I got my conversion right, uh, that is not fast at all. The wind will not be blowing in your hair. You will not have your little Titanic uh, moment moment of of King of the ocean. King of the ocean, your Leonardo moment. That is not fast at all.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's fast when there's no one stopping you, right? Once you get started, you're not stopping.
1: Right, and that was the thing is that they do have to keep a safe speed for whatever reason, in case they do have to slowly change course.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want accidents happening out there. But they do. They do. Mm-hmm. So I no wonder why I literally could not think of it because it's not TCU's; it's TEUs, which makes way more sense to me now. Yeah. Which is a 20-foot equivalent unit.
1: 20. Okay.
0: So the 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 way that these transition, and I love this because it's so much like a little kid, is those those C trains. Mm-hmm. That's a TEU. So they rate they rate what your ship can carry based on like I think of it like Lego blocks, which is great, right? Because you're stacking them on top of yes. each other. Which is the genius. And people always ask me at like what do you think is like the coolest invention? Like what do you think is one of the biggest people ones? People have asked you this? They have. Because okay. we talk about we talk about the industrial revolution, we talk about all the things everyone always goes with the steam engine mm-hmm. or like the refrigerator. And that, those things are all cool or the right. internet or whatever. People sleep on the containers. Yes. Absolutely change the way we ship. Mm -hmm. I want you to try and ship anything without having these square boxes that stack really nicely on top of each other. You can. Good luck stacking cars. And by
1: the way, watching that activity, it's like you you had said earlier, when you're so far away from something, you can't possibly understand the the sheer size of it. Have you ever watched these giant cranes move the sea trains?
0: Yeah, it's so awesome. Effortlessly, right? It's so awesome. Yeah, like a kid playing in a sandbox.
1: But those those sea trains can hold cars. I mean, they're holding hundreds of millions of dollars worth of of, of cargo.
0: And it's and that's why it's five cents to ship a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Because how many T-shirts could you fit inside of a sea train? A lot. Like so many. And so the TEUs—that's that, how they kind of will talk about volume and how much these ships can hold. And we're talking like, tw- like fifteen thousand TEUs. I,
1: I mean, I I know what fifteen thousand is. I I can visualize fifteen thousand dollars, but the size of the sea C- train because you, I mean, you can stack a couple of these together and you're living in them. You people are yeah. building houses out of these things now. Yeah. Uh, or a coffee shop. Right. So fifteen thousand. That's almost a, that's it's a small town. It's crazy. Full of sea train and houses
0: and they're you know. They're moving, so we talk mm-hmm. about why can't the boats go that fast? Mm-hmm. They are heavy.
1: Yeah, can you imagine hitting the brakes on a boat like that, and all your stuff just
0: slides to the front <laughs> like the, on the freeway?
1: Yeah, like my kids when I hit the brakes.
0: Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a huge issue. But as you if you think about it, just in terms of shipping in general, you always want to ship the most you possibly can, mm-hmm. right? Think about every time you moved from your house, your stuff in that U haul to the brim. Right. And you're sitting on stuff and there's stuff in the front seat and you're trying to squeeze every pound because the more you can fit, the less expensive it's going to be. That's true. Now these things also use a lot of fuel.
1: I was gonna I was gonna bring that up.
0: And and that's a really big deal. So what they obviously are using these choke points to try and cut down on the distance they have to travel because not that they're environmentalists, yeah, but they're moneyists. Well and a lot of
1: money Are money make?
0: They love money.
1: Yes, money It's more efficient. I like that. That was kind of a plan. Well, it should be a – sh- we should make it into a shirt.
0: Now I feel like you're being condescending.
1: Mark and Josh, the original money The money is. Hey, um, so here's, here's, here's a question for you. So you're saving money by putting all these things on a giant ship, and you just haul through the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean or the Indian Ocean. There's another ocean, isn't there?
0: Antarctic Ocean, southern,
1: southern what, southern, southern ocean, no, don't make you not Antarctica,
0: Antarctica's not a thing. You anymore. can't just make stuff Antarctic up like Ocean's this. People are listening. Anymore. It's like Pluto. Don't not a thing.
1: It's oh, you southern guys. Southern ocean, have, God, you, you're pushing all my buttons today, Mark. Southern ocean, <laughs> southern. Okay, so let's get back to check po- uh, choke points. What's so significant about them then? So because it, it they're so
0: narrow that the it's it's like if. Well, I mean, everyone does. You're in California. Like, you know I-5. And everyone knows the Grapevine.
1: By the way, thank you for not calling it the I-5. The I-5. You just called it I-5. Thank you for that. Interstate
0: 5. The Grapevine, everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. When the Grapevine closes down, California loses its mind. It does. It is the choke point. Mm -hmm. It's where everybody has to go through. Everyone goes. I mean, you can go around, but it's going to talk. It's exactly what's happening in the ocean. It's going to take you twice as long. It's going to cost you more money and fuel. So when you think about choke points in the world, there has to be a system. So the system we have on I-5 is we want to fit as many cars through it as we possibly can at the same time. So we make as many lanes as we can possibly hold. Mm -hmm. And we always want more lanes. It's exactly what's happening with shipping. There is a infrastructure in place in terms of paying the fees, in terms of going through an order, in terms of not hitting the side. The more excavating that you do, the more expensive it's going to be. Because some people are like, just make it wider. Well, that, that, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's not a sandbox. Right. We're talking about huge engineering marvels here. And so right. when we have all, everything has to work, it's like a symphony. Everybody has to pass through at the right time. Everything has to be exactly on point. So when something happens that disrupts this commodity chain, you are not only affecting that one boat, but you are affecting hundreds of boats that were planning on getting there at this exact minute, going through at this exact time, because they have deadlines to reach. Got it. And they don't. They cannot afford, and nor do they have the supplies to just sit and wait, which is exactly what happened in the
1: Suez Canal. Because the analogy you made with I-5 was almost perfect, but you can put more than one car through the I-5. With the Suez Canal, you
0: can put more than one boat. Oh, you can. Yeah. So the okay. uh, yeah, in some areas. Now, some areas it gets dicey. If you we- ever seen people pass through the Panama Canal. There is no. about three and a half feet on either side before okay. you hit the wall.
1: But didn't the the little boat—sorry. Oh, tugboats. boats? D- yeah. Didn't the little boat that could—the ship. Didn't the ship in the Suez Canal get stuck and sideways? Yes. And a total backup?
0: Yes. Okay. So that's the ever-given. Ever-given. And so I want to at least spend a second on that because I think, I, I, I think when, we, when, we, when you hear about it and you don't uh-huh. see it, but you kind of see footage of it, it's so misleading.
1: Uh-huh. So when
0: you see this ship, you're like, oh, that's like a cute ship like Tom— I don't know why I went Thomas the Train. That's not a ship. It's not a ship. Is a there train. a famous ship?
1: Uh, the Titanic. Sure, but
0: whatever. Titanic. We'll go with that.
1: Lusitania. No Wonkatania. One's, no one's going with that. Okay.
0: So the Ever Given. It is the, it is the height of the Empire State Building. No. Yes. It is so big.
1: I, I can't wrap my head around it.
0: You, no. How do you, you
1: tell me a ship is as tall as a permanent building?
0: And when you hear that, you're like, "Oh, it got stuck sideways." Like, yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> this is not like, oh, you're not an Austin Powers guy. There what is
1: kind? no, no, I, I saw it. That's
0: the that's one of the best. The little scenes. golf cart. Yes, and he gets stuck, and he makes nine. I, I saw I turns. saw the meme by it's the way. It's so yeah. good. So it's like that. So when we think about like that actually getting stuck and nobody else can fit through, it's a really big deal. You also have to imagine this boat getting stuck and what that actually means. Mm-hmm. Now this boat is not a boat that goes through the Panama Canal. Really? So it's bigger, my friend. And so We're talking 20,000.
1: And was this a shortcut? Was this a, a risky the, move? No,
0: it's the route it always takes.
1: But it so, wasn't built to go through the yes, Suez. Yes, it goes through it all the time. Okay. So
0: one of the major issues that happened in the Suez Canal is the wind. Okay. And when you stack these huge boats with these huge container ships, mm-hmm. you give something for the wind to catch. Mm-hmm. The wind catches the boat. By how full this container ship was, and it begins to turn it. Ships that are heavy, ships that are big, cannot turn on a dime. So Mm -hmm. once it starts moving, it it becomes impossible to correct. Yeah. And it gets wedged.
1: But the ship has done this before. Yeah. It was just not the the maiden voyage. Extra windy.
0: Yeah, the wind comes and goes, and Mm -hmm. it causes problems. It's only happened, um, I think, two other times where someone's gotten the Suez Canal has gotten shut down.
1: Is there a I have to assume there's some sort of Darwin Award for the ships that get stuck in the Suez Canal. I mean, do do other ship companies then start calling the owners? Like, like what do you guys do? Bro, come on.
0: Like, Jimmy.
1: <laughs> come you, on.
0: You got to know the winds there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it seems remarkable that it doesn't happen more often. Mm-hmm. But these guys, like I said, they do it every day. This is what they do.
1: Did you have a number for me, though? Was there so? With with this with this the ever given getting stuck in the Suez Canal, how many? Do you have any idea how many ships had to be either rerouted?
0: I think it was three hundred and fifty.
1: And how long was this ship in? Six days. That's it. Yeah. So six days. You said three hundred and something ships. Yeah. Which who? By the way, these ships only had so much fuel.
0: Right, and a crew.
1: And a a crew. Crew. I mean, there
0: were less than fifty people on this boat. Okay. I think they're like 26.
1: Um, do you have a number as to how much money was uh, stuck behind the ever given or how much money was lost?
0: There, when we're talking about shipping and we're talking about the amount of actual cargo that's like moving through, so the amount of cargo that moves through the Suez Canal is $9 billion. A day. I was
1: thinking you are going to say year. A day. A day. Trillions of dollars. Billions
0: of dollars a day. And a trillion so, of
1: dollars a year. So
0: think about what that actually means. That's insane. Yeah. So every hour, it costs something like $300 million. Who pays that? That it was stuck. These companies are e- I mean, they're eating it. What are you supposed to do?
1: And Jimmy, who was driving the Ever Given. I mean, is
0: Jimmy still driving? I don't know. Shout out what? to Jimmy. Hey, what if? They're what are making if? mistakes, uh, yeah. dude. That's just, just strike one. <laughs> just don't do it again yeah now this little shortcut saves you 10 days from china to europe
1: hold on i need i i i I have that choke point map uh you gave me which by the way you should put that up on the
0: i will i'll throw it up on our ig so if you're listening to this i'll kind of post it for the next I'll, i'll just post it as our image for today
1: yeah, it's
0: a good uh, one. So our so yeah, so think about that. So let's say you're going from China to Europe. I guess I take for granted that I stare at maps all day long.
1: No, I I actually have to orientate myself.
0: Yeah, I get it. That makes sense.
1: And I don't so like you save 10 days. I don't like the map that you gave me, however, because it puts the Pacific Ocean Not a fan of that are you? No, I didn't realize how biased I was to a Eurocentric map.
0: You European. I... Uh, yeah, that happens all the time. And okay. cuz I'm cuz I'm gonna blow your mind in a minute with another fact that orientation plays a huge part in. But so let's just think about that. So you save 10 days okay. by going through the Suez Canal.
1: Okay, I can see that. For
0: all of our listeners, think about leaving China, going right by India, Indian Ocean, down around South Africa and then all the way up to
1: through the Strait of Gibraltar. I wanted to Sorry, say it. Strait of Gibraltar.
0: Okay. So let's say that. So that's 10 days. It is $26,000 a day that they are saving.
1: Okay, and they save that's fuel. And they save ten days. That's fuel cost. Twenty six thousand. Okay, so
0: so two hundred sixty thousand dollars are saved.
1: Quarter of a million dollars right off the bat. Okay,
0: that's that. I think is even crazy to think about the volume that these guys are carrying.
1: Mm-hmm. I think people
0: think that shipping's like a dead industry, like no. we're not shipping anymore because it's the so old school. It's like bottles of rum, Yoho, kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, but but. But n- you're not getting into it as a, as an up-and-comer. No. That's You also old can't, money. like,
0: Craigslist a ship, <laughs> right? Like, you don't get into that game on mm-hmm. a loan from Wells Fargo. I have a
1: funny feeling the Ever Given might be going super cheap right now.
0: Or it's so dope that it's just worth a ton of money. <laughs> it's the ship that got stuck.
1: We will be finding it.
0: We will. So, yeah, so that's what's insane. Now, the problem also with this is that if any of you guys are keeping up with current events, there is a massive shortage of containers. What? Around the world right now because of COVID, because of the amount of shipping that has increased due to COVID. Okay. There is a. There's only so many containers.
1: So you're saying there's an increased demand. Yeah. And due to that demand, there's a shortage. Okay. Right.
0: But the problem is that ships are moving now faster than they've ever moved, in terms of moving materials from especially Southeast Asia to the United States, and so when the Suez Canal gets shut down, there literally is not a worse time.
1: So uh, I did not expect the. The crazy door to open up, but you are making the little devil on my shoulder think. that is it foil hat time? Oh, my gosh. It's sombrero, my friend. Let's do it. What if? What if big money, big tech, big boat, big pharma, big industry said, Hey, guys, let's stick it to the little guy, and let's use this as an opportunity to slow the world down, And we're going to ramp up big business and big tech. And no one can buy anything at their local store because of COVID and everything. And now you have to buy through Amazon. And guess what? We'll give you a deal. We will uh, uh, rush ship it to you for free. You don't even have to leave your house. And now all of a sudden, you've got stuff moving all over the world. You didn't have to leave your house. It's being delivered to you. Um, I don't know.
0: Sounds too perfect. If anybody
1: would like to build me an aluminum uh, sombrero, I would wear it gladly because you have to put I put
0: on every time you get one of these theories. But I
1: think I'm onto something. You might be. Yes.
0: And we'll find out if you are captaining the Ever Given next week. <laughs> you're gonna know <laughs> that they found out, and you're on the inside with my
1: aluminum sombrero. So we're saving quarter of a million dollars. This is not a. This is not minor league ball.
0: This is no. These problems are major problems. Mm-hmm. This is not you know a fender bender. This is a huge deal. And it's not the only choke point there is. So, what this is bringing attention to is all of these choke points around the world and why they're so significant. Mm-hmm. Right? We also have the Strait of Hormuz, which, if you just move your little cursor onto the other side of Saudi Arabia, oh. Right where the UAE comes oh, together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right there. yeah. So, that gets us to the Persian Gulf. Mm-hmm. Now, that choke point is responsible for oil.
1: I'm, I'm seeing 30% of all oil traded has to pass.
0: Please tell me how much oil you think that actually is.
1: Uh, I, I, I can't even.
0: I want you to give me a number because wanna... I want to show how stupid you
1: are. <laughs> 30% of all of the oil, and uh, I'm going to have to go. always
0: going to use barrels, right? That's how we measure.
1: I'm going to go with... S- 600 billion barrels a year.
0: Oh, we're going, sorry, we're going day.
1: 600 billion barrels a day.
0: (laughs) You sound (laughs) stupid. That's so much oil. It is high. 21 million barrels a day.
1: Okay, so I was close.
0: Yeah, 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 right on the nose. By the way, if we went year,
1: uh uh-uh, if we went year. Do
0: the math, Yoko. Figure it out. Okay. 21 million times 365. 600. I not do it right now. But I want you to vi- like yeah. visually try and think of Honestly, that. Honestly, you, so you don't have to do it. No, I'm, I'm going to do okay. it right now because I want to prove you wrong. So everyone knows what a barrel, usually like the 55-gallon 55 55 55-gallon, yeah. Right? So imagine 21 million of those every single day. No. Moving through that area. That
1: is just money. Oh. Are you still calculating?
0: 7,665. 7, so if you said billion?
1: Billion. I was pretty close.
0: Yeah, you are so close. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so there are other ones that exist around the world as well. And now they all have different—typically have different things that they're shipping, whether Mm -hmm. it be consumer goods, whether it be oil. Those are our two major ones that we're looking at. But when we think about the map, one of the reasons why I don't think this gets enough attention is because people don't understand how big the ocean is. And the most understood ocean—shout out to the hometown hero—is the Pacific Ocean.
1: Most understood
0: misunderstood misunderstood because of how our map is set up it does not look like it's very big
1: well because the map i'm looking at right now makes it look enormous
0: okay so are you ready for this i
1: i don't know you've been blowing my mind all day
0: okay so here it is let's look at hong kong so we okay. know where hong kong is do we southeast asia okay let's just be general so I, Southeast I, I, Asia. i
1: see it on the map now yes
0: it is only a couple more hundred miles to go west, it is almost equidistant to go from Hong Kong to Los Angeles as it is to go from Hong Kong to New York. No. Mind blown. Uh, can you hear it? Yep. I If you use the choke points.
1: Okay. Because if you go from Hong Kong to San Francisco or Los Angeles, it's straight, straight to- shot straight to the Pacific.
0: That's how big the Pacific Ocean is.
1: Yeah, that Uh fans, you so, you 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 heard it here. I'm 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 actually speechless.
0: It, it's not exactly the same, but it's not as crazy as you would think. Now, if you look at a European centric map, you would say no way. Right. It's way easier to go the Pacific way.
1: And so, here's What what were some of the, some of the first seafaring uh, 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 what do you call them? Explorers, navigators, shippers. It was Europe, right?
0: Yeah, they were big. Okay. They, and, A- Asia was big too. They just weren't traveling as far.
1: And did, and, but the Suez Canal was not being used until the 1800s. 1900s. 1900s. So Sorry, 1800s, to, late 1800s. So prior to that, you had to go around Africa. Yeah. So the first originals, they were going around. And which, which makes sense as to how they were able to discover Australia and the Polynesian Islands. and, and
0: It also makes sense why West Africa became the hub first. Mm-hmm. and why England colonized South Africa. South, a- yeah. South Africa is like the Flying J. Like you pull over, we're going to refuel, oh we're going to grab some snackies, and then we're going to go ahead. <laughs> so that's what they used it for.
1: Okay. The, 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 the cape of the Flying J. Yeah. Okay.
0: Shout out to Flying J.
1: Yeah, in the good hope.
0: Yeah. So yeah, shipping is a major deal. So I'm going to do a super small little piece right now. Okay. Because we're getting low on time. Okay. Canada is about to become a major player in the shipping game you've heard it here first is it not about bitcoin it's not about anything else i need you to pull all of your money i need you to invest in canada okay the arctic is melting okay now, you want to debate why whatever doesn't matter the ice is melting yeah, yes there is beginning to be new routes that are opening up and these will be the fastest routes in the world these are the shortcuts because where there once was ice there is now water and you are going to be able to navigate from alaska to sweden very quickly
1: oh my gosh you're right
0: and they're trying to everyone's already trying to own the arctic there are i think five or six countries that are claiming stage claiming that they own it okay they have rights to it the problem is is it's going to be so narrow that they're tr- a lot of countries are trying to get this classified as um, international waters so okay. that no one can benefit from it. But Canada, geographically, is the closest. Okay. And so when those shipping routes open up, it is going to be a— not a land grab. It's going to be an ocean grab for routes, and goods are going to be
1: cheaper. I'm Because I, I, you, you, you look at Greenland. Yeah. And, and Iceland, and it's just all this broken up land. Right. And so but you're saying that this water is deep enough, so there's going to be open ocean, and that open ocean is going to be deep enough for these ships to go through from the north part of Canada. Yeah. You go from Alaska through the from the top, Bering bear. Sorry, will Bering you Strait. give me I'm one. Sorry.
0: Now this has been done before. There was a time period early on. Where a, where um, I think it was from Norway, a guy traveled from Norway, landed in Alaska. At some point, his boat was in three feet of water.
1: In the o- in, it, in an ocean. Yeah, and
0: it survived, and it made it through. Okay. Now the Arctic. Now the ice is melting. Things are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. But imagine being able to go in one day from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic.
1: And you're going to see part of the world that no one ever.
0: And there will be war. This-
1: Right, there will be
0: struggle, and
1: everybody's going to want to own it. And what's crazy is, why can't it just be Canada's? It's obviously Canada's now, right?
0: Can't let Canada win. Come on.
1: Listen, uh, and we haven't even started talking about oil. Canada's got some oil. I know. Hey, Inter- listen, you heard it here
0: first. Okay.
1: Can you can you invest in, in Canada? Just,
0: you just throw money. Yeah. Do, what over is, the border is
1: the currency? Is it a peso? What what are they? <laughs> it's maple syrup.
0: <laughs> maple syrup and mounties. <laughs> No, so we'll have to cover this again and come back to it. But there is a lot of things happening with shipping. And the other thing to think about, too, is people are actually starting to get into the canal game. We can't let Panama and Egypt have all this. Well,
1: it's okay. By the way, it's not Panama. It's China. China owns Panama.
0: Well, we're talking about Nicaragua now saying— uh,
1: do, do they want some of the Panama?
0: They want their own canal.
1: God, there's so much going on here on this map. Where, where Whereabouts is Nicaragua? Right above Panama. How come they don't color coat, coat these again? Right above, so you would have dueling canals.
0: Yeah, why not?
1: Do we, do it we allows for more shipping? Do we like Nicaragua? Uh, I mean, as a person or as a country? As a country, not really. Do they, it, bananas, right? That's what they make and cigars.
0: Yeah. Okay. They also have pretty unstable governments and.
1: Which is why they call it a banana republic. There you go. Full circle. Kate, okay, Mark, you're, you you literally blew my mind.
0: Well, and I tried, and there's a lot of things going on there. Now, I cannot confirm nor deny any facts that were spewed out on this show. <laughs> the uh, facts. Odds are I made everything up, so take everything with the largest grain of salt ever and always fact-check me because I don't really know what I'm talking about. But if
1: you want to invest your pesos and maple syrup into the Canadian canal I'm game... I'm
0: telling y'all. Uh, get I, after it. Hashtag. Hashtag Canada saves. <laughs> All right, before we go... Hit him with the
1: wisdom of the week.
0: I was really going to think, I was trying to think of what a Canadian accent would be. Cause that would have been so sweet. Oh.
1: Wisdom, a, a of the week, Hit a with the
0: wisdom of the week, <laughs> a
1: brought to us by, uh, the queen bee, the queen bee, the prophet herself. B be- how do you pronounce it? B- Beyonce. Be- be-
0: <laughs> you old man, <laughs> Beyonce,
1: Beyonce, uh, the ocean makes me feel really small, and it makes me put my whole life into perspective. It humbles you. And Mark, I can say your knowledge today humbled me.
0: So you and Beyonce are one and the same.
1: I, I I taught her everything she knows. <laughs> I don't know how to transition <laughs> he's, that. He's totally speechless. That's a weird quote, but we're going to go with it. I will tell you, but you're right. It's a big ocean. We misunderstand it, and these small little choke, choke points— make a huge difference and it's we're looking at trillions of dollars and almost every life on this planet is impacted by these people in the canal game
0: they're underappreciated i'm Uh, sure they're underpaid
1: yeah well listen i i don't like giving these guys my money so i think i'm just going to go back to buying local
0: I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You'll be broke in three days. (laughs) Buy local. Right. All right, guys. As always, thanks for joining us here on The Common Counterpart. Please, if you haven't done so, give us a rating. Give us a review. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, at The Common Counterpart. I'll be throwing up images all week about choke points, a lot of the global shipping stuff. I'll try and continue to blow your minds. And we will be back next week.
1: Obviously. And again, if you guys have some ideas, please uh, share those ideas with us. We'd like to hear what you guys have to say. So next week, yeah, Mark? Yeah. All right. All right, eh? Later, (laughs) eh?